Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to another edition of the show. 21st day of April 2021. The day after the Chauvin trial verdict. And I I think I actually saw a a dove fly by my door this morning. A a sign of peace across the nation as the mob is sated and everyone is happy and all the riots are going to end and and we're all going to come together and sing Kumbaya. (laughs) No, that's not going to happen, actually. It's already already cracks are showing in the foundation. And let me just start by saying I believe that Derek Chauvin was guilty. What he did was inexcusable. I cannot imagine holding someone down as they are begging for help, as they are uh, saying they can't breathe, uh, they're asking for their mother, and then standing on them for another four minutes after they lose consciousness. I remember the first time that I saw the videotape and I saw him being picked up off the ground lifeless, and I went, dear God. And there's been a lot of, you know, talk about, Drugs in his system, cardiovascular disease, all this stuff, um, you know, and, and I understand that. I'm not going to get into the three charges and the three guilty verdicts much. Uh, I would rather leave that up to a legal expert. I've heard that it's, it's odd that secondary murder and manslaughter would all go in the same basket. But, you know, you can debate whether that was because of pressure, because of where the trial was held, because of the riots because of the fear factor if you're a if you're a a juror and you would be afraid if you were a juror in Minneapolis thank you i don't think there's any doubt about that i just want to ask you a couple of questions there were three guilty verdicts of the the officer in question there were no riots last night but there were for a year There were riots for a year. Why did that have to happen? You got the verdict today. Why did that all have to happen? The trial had to happen. The guilty verdict came down. Why did hundreds of statues have to be pulled over? Why did Aunt Jemima have to go away? Why was Dr. Seuss declared racist? Why do the Washington Redskins now have the name the Washington football team? Why did the Land O'Lakes Native American uh, woman on the package go away? Why did all of that have to happen? Why did that all to happen? I mean, you got what you wanted. The mob got what it wanted. And I'm not disagreeing that, that Derek Chauvin should have been convicted. But you got what you wanted. Why did all of that have to happen? Why did my son have to be called racist? Why did his generation have to be called racist? Why did the 1619 Project 
have to be taught in schools so that black children are told they can't achieve anything because of institutional racism and white children, because they're white, are privileged no matter what they've been through. Why did that all have to happen? I want to know why it had to happen. I'm a, I'm a white guy. I grew up, I was a poor kid. I grew up in the 70s and early 80s. I never looked at color. We, I didn't care. I was a part of the first generation that really didn't care. Generation X is what they called us. And then we raised Generation Z, and Generation Z is still growing. And, and they're being called racist for nothing, no matter who their friends are, no matter who they're married to, no matter who they've adopted. If, if they are people of color and you're white, you're still racist. <laughs> it's just, it's insane. Why did this have to happen? I want the answer now. Why did it have to happen when 18 unarmed black men or women are are shot by police annually? Uh, doesn't mean that they're unarmed. Your chances of being shot, uh, struck by lightning are greater, actually. Thousands of black men are not dying at the hands of police uh, being shooting at them when they're unarmed. It's not happening. It's a fake narrative. But if you ask a lot of people on the left, they're going to say the opposite. And, it, and it's a great injustice to the country, and it's a great injustice to authority and the police and it is a tremendous disservice and an insult to the great african-american people who went through much more than the current generation and achieved greatness that most can only dream of minneapolis city council candidate publicly encouraged encouraged black lives matter rioters who feel like burning sh down to target wealthy communities instead of poor ones margarita ortega wrote on her personal Facebook page that the poor community is not your oppressors and claimed that the wealthy community of Lake of the Isles has more than it needs. Now, this is a, I didn't live on the lake. That was a little too expensive for me, but I live near there. So, so they're saying anybody who lives on Lake of the Isles, they should have their homes burned down because they have, see, this is Marxism, this is communism, this is anarcho-communism. That's what this is all about. Just a personal thought. Just in case y'all feel like burning SH down. The poor community is not your oppressive. Lake of the Isles, blah, blah, blah. Wow, 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 wow. In subsequent posts, Ortega doubled down, saying that the wealthy neighborhoods have the insurance and, and means to rebuild. Look, you know, your personal belongings, your life's to hell with that. Division has been created and continues not by my hands. I'm not uh, the greedy one living in a million-dollar mansion while people are sleeping in tents in the street. That's, that's just textbook Marxism and Envy politics, and by the way, Barack Obama lives in several million-dollar homes. So we burn those down too. But I think we ought to burn them down, right? I mean, if you go ahead, burn them down, burn them down. Bernie Sanders got four houses; he rents one. He got four altogether. Never built anything. Never made anything. Never brought anything to market. Oprah Winfrey's a billionaire. Michael Jordan's a billionaire. Should we burn down their houses too? Probably. Yeah. Right. It's all about that. So let's get into this, guys, and um, let's listen to the, uh, these are the charges, these are the convictions, these are the guilty verdicts. We, the jury, in the above-entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. Matter as to count two, third-degree murder, perpetrating an eminently dangerous act, find the defendant guilty. Matter as to count three, second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk, find the defendant guilty. And there's a celebration afterwards, you know. And I guess, I guess the the message that this sends, and I would hope that it means a couple of things. 
that justice can be served. Although this this thing's going to be appealed for years because of the mob and because of what they did and because of the threats and because of politicians getting involved. So this is going to be appealed for years. But uh, to some degree, the United States is not uh, racist, 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 because you can you can actually achieve justice. Um, but again, the mob is not sated. This this verdict should tell everyone, ha ha. And, and yesterday I was hearing before the verdict, I, the interviews on the street in Minneapolis, oh, he's going to get let go because you know what? Uh, black people uh, are murdered by the police. That's SNL did it last week. It ain't going to happen. No, 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 that's not going to happen. And they had a, you know, the, the black anchors and the white anchors and they were debating it. And the black anchors were not uh, convinced that that justice could happen because people in Minneapolis are racist because they're all white. And that's what they, that's the, the narrative that they were pushing yesterday. And then boom, all three, all three charges convictions okay you think okay well there you go the justice system works here's the president of the united states in one of the most sickening political displays i've ever heard uh flushing america down the toilet while sucking up to the left fear and trauma the pain the exhaustion black and brown americans experience every single day the murder of george floyd Launched the summer of protest we hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. It wasn't a series of protests. There were a lot of protests, but there were a lot of riots to the tune of $2 billion worth of damage, 30 people dead, and thousands of police officers injured. Protests that unified people of every race and generation in peace and with purpose. Wow. I mean, just an incredible lie. Just an incredible lie. To say enough. Enough. Enough of the senseless killings. He's talking about all the the, the violence in Chicago and uh, and East St. Louis and Ferguson, right? Every weekend that happens. Oh no, he's not. Today, today's verdict because those lives don't matter is a step forward. I just spoke with the governor. I wonder if he's going to mention the seven-year-old girl who was murdered in the drive-through at McDonald's in Chicago over the weekend. Governor Minnesota. Thank me for the close work with his team. And I also spoke with... Hasn't said it yet. George Floyd's family again. Remarkable family of extraordinary courage. Nothing can ever bring their brother, their father back. That's absolutely true. But this can be a giant step forward in the march toward justice in America. And the march right past the real issues in American society. Let's also be clear. Yes, please be such clear. Such a verdict is also much too rare. For so many people, it seems like it took a unique and extraordinary convergence of factors. Yeah, it's called evidence. A yeah. brave young woman. Sometimes there's not enough evidence. A smartphone camera. A crowd that was traumatized. Yeah, great. Traumatized yes. witnesses. A murder that lasts almost 10 minutes in broad daylight. Yes, and the video did it. And it's terrific that he's been, uh, he has been convicted. I think that's amazing. And it is unbelievable that a police officer would stand on or kneel on someone's shoulder blade slash neck while people are saying, hey, listen to him. Yes, okay, we got it. But that doesn't, just because there's not a camera phone video, doesn't mean this happens all the time in America. Because it doesn't. It doesn't. The president did nothing to bring us together. 
He has done nothing to bring us together since the very beginning of his uh, of his presidency, and he, they're going to continue tearing us apart. Here's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez saying that justice has not been done. This woman, honestly, is dangerously, dangerously stupid. It's not justice. And I'll explain to you why it's not justice. Oh, please do. Please. I love it. It's not justice because justice is George Floyd going home tonight. To well, see, that, no, that's, that's not, uh, it is not justice for George Floyd to go home tonight. See, there was a crime committed by a police officer that resulted in the death of a person, and that person is paying a penalty for it. That's the justice. Okay, that's the justice. Be with his family. Justice. She's making this up. I mean, she's pulling this out of, uh, you know. Is Adam Toledo getting tucked in by his mom tonight? No, no. Adam Toledo had a gun. He was shooting at people at 2 in the morning. He was a member of the Latin Kings gang. He had their brand on his body. Justice is when you're pulled over... There not being a gun that's part of that interaction because you have a headlight out. Okay, again, this is absolutely nonsensical. Justice. Yes, what is it? Is your school system uh -huh. not having or being part of a school-to-prison pipeline. Just okay, well, it's not actually the school-to-prison pipeline. It's the family upbringing to prison pipeline and the personal decisions and poor decisions to prison pipeline. Justice is a municipality and a government. Wow. That does not, because it trickles down, right? Oh, yeah, okay, That sure. does not value military and armaments more than it values health care. Okay, now it's just descending into the absolute abyss of, of stupid. If I were a woolly mammoth... Uh, and she was the she'd be the tar pits of stupid, and I'm stuck in it right now, and I'm trying to get out of my feet are sinking slowly, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. <sighs> here is uh, Nancy Pelosi yesterday, and this is uh, remarkable. This is remarkable because um, I would assume what she is trying to do is say that George Floyd died for our sins. I, I don't think that's a far cry for this. And if you listen to this. Uh, I think she is trying to make George Floyd into a Christ-like figure, um, which is uh, insulting. Um, it is also uh, mind-bendingly just a twist of logic that makes no sense whatsoever, kind of like wearing kente cloths and kneeling in the Capitol Rotunda. Uh, here is Nancy Pelosi thanking George Floyd for dying. Oh, again, thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. For being there to call out to your mom. How, how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe. But because of you and because of thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice, your name will always be synonymous. Okay. But again, um, the justice was served. What was the point in all the wrecking and the burning and the killing and the stuff? What about that stuff? Does that just throwing it out there? I'm just saying, you know, uh, why, why, uh, what, really? I mean, well, oh, well. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I got a note from my friend Paul. He said that I spent uh, time with a police officer yesterday after the verdict. Our police are heartbroken, and we uh, will see many leave the job mob rules now. Yeah, 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 a lot of police feel that way. I talked to a police officer 
at the gym the other day who uh, came by and uh, and I I'd called the police because somebody came by and um, and uh, vandalized my car in my driveway because of a bumper sticker, a conservative bumper sticker. And he says, well, things aren't too bad where I am right now, but I wouldn't want to be in Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas, because the uh, the mayors don't support you. So if I if I were the police right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be a police officer. No way, no how, never in a million years. Nah, nah, not gonna happen. Here's Al Sharpton. He's giving all sorts of all fi- high fives and everything, and he did his funeral chasing, and and he's going to get his money, and he he flew in on a private jet with his Starbucks and everything. Here he is yesterday. Basically, what he does is he moves in and he claims credit for everything and then he puts his badge on it. There you go. And thank yes. God, because yes, yes. somehow God made a way. He somehow. had mercy. We believe in a God that can even get through the cracks in a jury room and bring conscience and bring truth. And that jury, we want to... Thank God for this $5,000 suit I'm wearing. Thank them for letting God give them the strength wherever they are tonight. We want them to know we broke down in tears when we heard the verdict. We had the whole... Yeah, a lot of people did. And and you know what I did? I said, good. When, when the verdict happened, I said, good. I didn't raise hell. I didn't, I didn't uh, tear down anything. I didn't burn anything. I said, you know, the guy deserves to go to jail. George Floyd, you know, he was a troubled individual, criminal past, drug addicted. Does it mean he had to die by being suffocated or his face being smashed into the ground? No, it didn't. It didn't. I think it takes a special kind of sadism to do something like that to a human being, and I can't imagine it. Can't imagine it. Here is Newsmax's own Logan Raddick on the scene in Minneapolis last night. Well, Heather, uh, one of the Black Lives Matter activists that is talking over the megaphone declared victory for the movement's cause. But now, okay, the movement's cause for Black Lives Matter should be justice for black people, but no, 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 it's much more. No, no, no. This is where the uh, Marxism and the socialism are laid bare. They said that it's going to go beyond just what they're saying is police brutality. They say they're going to advocate for changes in the school system, in the medical profession. They say that this event is just a stepping stone for their cause. Let's take a look over. How about uh, maybe making some changes in the uh, uh, the crisis in the black community in inner cities? Was that mentioned there? Here, there are people selling merchandise. There are people celebrating, having a barbecue as well. The gang membership, uh, the the black on black murders, which is twelve point nine times the national average. The drug dealing, the celebration of misogyny and violence in pop culture. Um, but the activists continue to say that forty percent abortion rate, eighty percent father homes in inner cities need to do more in order to advocate for their cause no we gotta we gotta uh, we gotta take care of the health care system the schools people celebrate but you're also people saying that so many kids are dropping out of that this is not the end of the road so oh, it's just the beginning yeah here it's the beginning the streets are blocked off around the courthouse um here is representative cory bush radical leftist on the verdict verdict this verdict is a step. It's a popping of the lock to be able to get to the place where we can open the door and really start to do the work to save lives. And so nothing is going to get better. I'm just going to tell you right now, nothing is going to get better. And the murder rate in the inner cities is going to continue. And the murder rate overall in the country and violent crime and carjacking is going to blow up. This egregious murder that happened, we can call it murder now. Yes, this we egregious can. murder That's that happened, fine. it should not be that it has to look like that in order for us to have some type of semblance of what people call justice. This was accountability, but it's not yet justice. Well, thank you for, uh, for teaching me a lesson about uh, all of that stuff. By the way, uh, last year, 
In uh, 12 Democrat-run cities, the murder rate, Chicago up 65%, New York 58%, uh, Louisville 87%, Los Angeles 200%, uh, Minneapolis 64%, uh, let's see, St. Louis, uh, the highest, it's a murder capital of America, I've mentioned this before. If you go to St. Louis, you're three times more likely than being uh, uh, to be shot in, and murdered in St. Louis than you are in Mexico City. There you go. Isn't that neat? Isn't that just neat? So there's that. And then the uh, weekend before the uh, the verdict, we had this from Maxine Waters. We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been. And by the way, many Democrats were very upset, and they were they were in on censuring and everything. They were all for censuring when there was talk of a mistrial, but uh, that was dropped. What happened to George Floyd? If nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that is say guilty, guilty, guilty. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, well, you got what you wanted: guilty, guilty, guilty. We got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, 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 no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's coming from what happens if... Now, um, do you suppose that any jury members over the last, I don't know, year thought maybe that the country would burn if they didn't uh, give them a guilty verdict? Do you, do you suppose any of them thought about that? Or did it just all come down to the last week? Here's the media defending Maxine Waters. And by the way, she did call for violence. Do you really think she's calling for violence? Most people know that that's not true. And the people who are... She's been calling for violence for a long time there, Donnie. Speaking out against... And if you think that if you think that Donald Trump saying, let's peacefully march to the Capitol, is a call for violence, then you're a fool. ...are using it politically. The judges opining about whether it was appropriate or right for elected officials to talk about a trial seemed to me itself a bit inappropriate, like it's a free country, you can talk about whatever you want. The judge lashing out at a U.S. congresswoman, even mentioning the possibility that a verdict could be overturned in the future. I don't think that Maxine meant anything by that except to say you have to stick with it, you know, yeah, you have to that's what it is. be there. One yeah. little thing like this, and they jump all over her. I mean, she's a one, one, little one thing. congresswoman. One little thing, you say, you get in the faces, you go, you follow the Trump uh, teams around and you, and you tell them we don't want you around you just one little thing like that and everybody thinks you know wow 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 now of course we had Maxine Waters saying guilty 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 oh yeah and then we had the president of the United States uh, praying for a guilty verdict both brothers as a matter of fact uh, and uh, so uh, um, I, I can only imagine the pressure and anxiety they're feeling uh, yeah, well, especially when Maxine Waters cries for a guilty verdict and you're praying for a guilty verdict. And so uh, I waited till the jury was sequestered and uh, and I called. And as uh, I wasn't going to say anything about it, but Thelonious uh, said today on television, and he accurately said it was a private conversation because uh, uh, Joe understands what it's like to go through loss. And, um, and he's still wearing a mask. He's still wearing a mask. Now, he appeared with uh, with uh, Kamala Harris earlier in the day. She wore a mask, and he didn't wear a mask. But now he's sitting by himself in a chair, and he's wearing a mask. They're a good family. Oh, wow. And they're calling for peace and tranquility, no matter what that verdict is. I'm praying.
praying the verdict is the right verdict. Okay, he's praying that the verdict is the right verdict, and you know the verdict that he wants. So there you go. So you got the president of the United States doing that. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is uh, Ilhan Omar. I think this was before the verdict, maybe yesterday or or the day before, uh, saying that there was like this was a closed case. Man, he's guilty. The case to me uh, feels like a, a, a closed case. Where they're going to etch her words in marble someday because they're just so brilliant. No, actually, they never will. It shouldn't be. Um, really even questioned whether there, there will be um, uh, uh, an acquittal um, or a, a, a... Shouldn't be a question. He's guilty. A, a verdict that doesn't need the scale of, of the crime that was uh, committed. Um, I know that majority of the community has uh, trust in the leadership of Attorney General Keith Allison and the prosecutors that he put forth. Uh, but if we don't get what we want, we're going to burn that mother scratcher down. So there you go. So there's another person again, a little, just a little pressure, just a little pressure. You know, don't worry. The uh, the uh, the jury members weren't sequestered for the entire uh, trial, and uh, and uh, they were told not to watch the news. You know, and uh, they have cell phones and they have social networking, and uh, you know, so. You know, uh, you, and it was in Minneapolis. It was held in Minneapolis. Many people said it should have been a change of venue and and that and that stuff. So, you know, uh, I know that it's uh, it would be very politically incorrect to say and question whether or not the police officer got a fair trial. I believe he is guilty. Don't get me wrong. But you got to kind of wonder. So I'm leaving it up to the jury, and there's going to be an appeals process. I didn't watch it every day. Okay, I've got other things to do. I did not watch every bit of it. But, again, I just wonder why did our country have to burn. Here's Candace Owens yesterday talking about the uh, the guilty verdicts, what it means to her, and uh, and was it really, really fair? Well, that's correct. And what we're really seeing is mob justice. And, and that's really what happened with this entire trial. This was not a trial about George Floyd or Derek Chauvin. This was a trial about whether the media uh, was powerful enough to create a simulation and decide upon a narrative absent any facts, whether it was powerful enough to repeat showing and talking about a nine minute clip that came from somebody's cell phone without adding any context, without showing the full, you know, the full police video, which they could have released. They refused to release the full body cam, which would have added more clarity um, to the fact that the media was lying. You know, the media came out. Let's not forget this, Tucker. The media came out and told us that this was a man who was just getting his life together. He was a good, you know, good member of society. And he got mixed up because a racist white police officer had it out for him and, and killed him. All of that fell apart. All the facts came out and all of that fell apart. We now know, of course, that he had enough fentanyl in him. It was three times the lethal dosage, three times lethal dosage in him when he died. But nobody cares because the media was successful in putting out a narrative and they kept hitting that narrative. And the reason why the Democrats are happy is because they realize, of course, the media supports them and now means the Democrats can get whatever they want because they can create a narrative and then they can treat people like pawns and get them to basically say, if we don't get what we want, we will riots, we will loot, we will send these people out like soldiers to destroy your neighborhoods. And that is exactly what has happened. That has been the determination of this trial. The media and the Democrats now have enough power to bully, to bully and to lie to and to create propaganda and to successfully win. And that is what happened. And they are celebrating that win today. Mm -hmm. And if you look at uh, Mike Brown, he was shot because he tried to, uh, he strong armed, robbed a convenience store tried to get a gun from a police officer, walked away from the police officer, turned back around and charged the police officer. The 
police officer shot him. George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin uh, thought that George Tra- George uh, Zimmerman, and I'll just say this is this is what happened. He was talking to his friend, thinking that George Zimmerman was uh, homosexual and trying to pick him up. That was uh, one of the parts you didn't know about the story. And George Zimmerman was tackled to the ground, his head beaten against the concrete. And uh, George Zimmerman was a concealed carry person. He was a, he was a gun holder, and he and he shot Trayvon Martin. So a lot of these are based on a lie. Does uh, police violence um, uh, happen, and uh, and do they do innocent people die? Absolutely, one hundred percent. We you know just had the the, the story of a twenty year old man, Mister Wright, and he was in his car, and he had an outstanding warrant. He was pulled over for a plate violation, and. He was going to be cuffed and he jumped in the car to run away. The officer grabbed a gun instead of a taser and accidentally shot him. Okay. Did he have to die? No, he didn't have to die. He didn't have to die. Do cities have to burn? No cities didn't have to burn. Here is uh, Representative Jim Jordan talking about the, the pointlessness of the riots and the, the lack of acknowledging the riots happened last summer and destroyed so much property. And again, why did it have to happen, guys? The gentlelady from Florida said Republicans care about law enforcement today. We've cared about law enforcement all the time. It's been the Democrats. We condemned the violence on January 6th, and we condemned it last summer. It'd have been nice if our colleagues on the other side had done the same. All last summer, when police were being pelted with frozen water bottles, bricks, and beans. Where were the voices for calm? Where were the voices from Barack Obama and, and Democrat Party members saying, hey, guys, Justice will be served. Let's calm down and try to come together. Up, Where were they? They were raising bail money to bail out the rioters and looters who were doing those very actions. Endorsed by Kamala Harris. Thank you. To the police. And today we get a lecture about how we haven't been consistent. You got to be kidding me. We've been consistent. You guys haven't. And you know it. That's why you're so that's why you're all so fired up. The gentleman's amendment is right on target. Yeah. Here is a uh, march last night in Minneapolis where the chant was, all cops are bastards. You know, somebody said to me the other day, why don't uh, police just go on strike and not show up for work and do a massive sick out and all that stuff? And I said, because I think most Officers realize the profound impact that would have on the community and on innocent people. Would I want to go to work as a police officer in Minneapolis? Oh, heck no. Would I want to go to work as a police officer in Detroit or Chicago? Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. Would I Would I consider a career in law enforcement right now? No. Would, would I want my kid to become a cop right now? No. No way. Even if your kid is a black kid. And wants to be a cop. And don't forget, there are many, many, we keep forgetting that yeah, it's, it's not all white cops. And by the way, white and uh, black and, and all sorts of uh, colors exist in the law enforcement community across the country. And honestly, if you're truly a racist and you're a member of a police force, uh, there's a real good chance you're not going to have a very long career in law enforcement. Okay, you can't just go, hey, I really, really hate black people. I'm going to join the Chicago PD so I can kill lots of black people and put them in jail. All right, it, that just doesn't happen. That's not happening. But that's the narrative. That's the narrative that still exists. I have uh, Black Lives Matter in New York City telling, uh, just telling white people at a restaurant to get the F out. 
just because they're white people. I'm going to go ahead and not play that because it's, you know, it's a little, uh, it's a little obscene and, uh, and inflammatory and, you know, honestly, wow. Uh, wow, 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 wow. And that, that's the racism that's okay. And I'm not afraid of, for me. I'm not afraid for me. I worry for my son and my daughter who are wonderful people. And they are not uh, racist and never have been. But because they have white skin, they are undoubtedly racist. And uh, this all started years and years and years ago. I'll never forget when I was in college. I was sitting in a sociologist professor's office and she accused me... She blamed me for slavery. I was like, well, that happened 130 years ago. So how does that happen? And this has only grown on college campuses. This has only grown. And unfortunately, it is not about, um, it's, it's a movement by a group of individuals, leftists, who do not have a Vietnam, who do not have a civil rights movement that they lived through, but they need to claim some sort of victimhood for their own personal failings, for the failings of others, and for the failings of Democrat policy. The war on poverty destroyed the black nuclear family. And I've already given you other statistics that need to be addressed, but unfortunately won't be addressed. And um, consequently, another generation of children will grow, grow up without hope. It's just, it's um, sad, and I feel defeated to some degree. I feel defeated because I've worked so hard um, in inner cities with kids and fostering and adopting kids and all that stuff, and I really have. I've worked very hard over 30 years uh, doing it, and uh, now I just feel kind of quite defeated, to be quite honest, because when you try to reach a handout to help, you're just going to get smacked. You're just going to get smacked. By the way, there was a shooting of a 15-year-old kid last night in columbus ohio police officer arrived on the scene said that there was somebody with a knife and this girl came out of the house and was chasing someone with a knife knocked someone over and then went to stab someone another girl in a pink jumpsuit they they, they put the video out there so this this girl was gonna stab somebody pretty severely with a big knife and the police officer shot her and then, of course, there was a massive, uh, there was a, you know, a, 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 a smaller protest. But, of course, there was somebody with a megaphone. Whenever you get a megaphone or a microphone, somehow you think you have something to say, even though you're a complete idiot. Uh, here he is, a guy, just, uh, he says, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is what he's saying. We're not going to sit here while you shoot and kill us back in the suburbs. Maybe it's, we need an eye for an eye. They shoot us, we shoot them. And a tooth for a tooth? Is this what it's coming to? Actually, the officer actually saved the life of someone else that was going to be stabbed, you see. Again, you try to reach your hand out. You try to bring us together, and uh, you get it smacked away. We served together all races. We, men and women, died on the battlefield with their brothers in arms, regardless of color. We stood for the anthem, and we cried. We saw America as the great American melting pot. And... uh a generation of uh, victim seekers wants to shred us. 
and a uh, Marxist movement, by the way. Yeah. So anyway. Let's move on to some of the great personalities and uh, guests on Newsmax. Uh, yesterday, um, Greg Kelly uh, had to cut away from Joe Biden when he realized that Joe Biden was going to not call for peace, but actually just call for politics. Just basic accountability. We saw how traumatic. And- All right, we're going to leave it there as Joe Biden seeks to exploit this moment. This is an opinion show, and I'm allowed to give my opinion. He's exploitive, and he's been that way since the very beginning. And uh, George Floyd continued to be painted as a saint. He was a man with many, many flaws. The verdict has been... So am I. ...rendered. I uh, support the verdict. A lot of the evidence I didn't see, you didn't see. We'll stay on this, and I think the country deserves an important and serious conversation about race and criminal justice, not the silly one it's having right now. We'll continue an important and useful conversation when I return. There you go, Greg Kelly. Now, uh, just real quick, overall police shootings have been uh, down dramatically as much as 90% among NYPD officers over the last five decades. In 1971, NYPD officers discharged their weapons on the street 810 times. A lot of this has to do with training. A lot of it has to do with training. The number has steadily declined over the decades and has remained well below 100 in recent years. There were 6.5 million police interactions with police and black people in 2018. And between 1 in 300,000 and 1 in 500,000, their chances of being killed by a cop are similar to the chances of being struck by lightning. What is the true epidemic of violence among black people? Black victims of homicide, most often at the hands of career criminals who are undeterred. That's what it happens. 12.9 times higher than the white homicide rate from 2010 to 2015. Thanks to uh, Black Lives Matter agenda in police and sentencing, as well as the effects of the rioting, we've experienced the sharpest increase in homicides in 2020, a trend that has continued into 2021. So, you know, again. Here is um, Alan Dershowitz uh, with Rob Schmidt talking about uh, yesterday's verdicts. But a lot of the rhetoric around this case, the media coverage of this case, and also the threat of violence that we saw all last summer, did that have an impact on this jury? We certainly cannot be confident that it didn't. I think we have to assume that the jury heard what Maxine Waters said, <clears throat> what uh, Sharpton said, what Krupp said, what others said. Yep. I think the jurors knew that if they came out with a verdict other than murder, the top charge, there would be violence on the streets. Every mayor was prepared for that. Every police chief was prepared for If you don't believe that, you are deluded. That. Why do we think the jury didn't know that and didn't allow it to enter its consideration? After all, the jurors were potential targets. Their names weren't released. If they had come to, quote, the wrong verdict, they might expect to be treated the way one of the witnesses, for example. And, and I might also add, yesterday I played a report at CBS beginning to dox some of the jurors, okay? Now, you tell me that the jurors weren't thinking, I will be known forever as the person voted to, to acquit Derek Chauvin and my life will be ruined. I would mean, think about that, guys. Before Chauvin was treated, his house, they thought it was his house, it was his former house, was painted with blood. Uh, the defense lawyers were threatened. I think the jurors understood that if they didn't come to, quote, the right verdict, they would suffer their businesses, their schools, their neighborhoods. This was a case where the thumb, perhaps even the elbow, of external threats was on the scale of justice. That's Alan Dershowitz. Now, what comes next? Okay, what comes next? Because if you think 
Derek Chauvin is just going to go to jail for a very long time, and he, and he most probably will. But if you think that's it, you would be incorrect. It starts right away. An appeal will be filed right after the sentencing. Briefs will be submitted. There are two levels of appeal in the Minnesota court system. I don't believe the Minnesota courts will reverse this conviction. No. I don't think they have the courage to do so any more than the judge had the courage to grant the mistrial, which in his heart of hearts, he knew should have been granted mm. after Maxine Waters made what he regarded as an outrageous statement. But the United States Supreme Court... But the judge probably didn't want the city to burn down either. And also didn't want to be known as the judge presided over the acquittal of Derek Chauvin and his life being ruined. First convictions in cases like this, the Shepard case is the most famous one. Again, I believe Derek Chauvin is guilty, but did we arrive at it in a just fashion? But there have been cases involving Southern radicals, white supremacists, yep. who appeared in front of jurors and courtrooms and threaten in the event that a jury acquitted a black man or convicted a white man. And it's ironic that the cases that might be cited in reversing this conviction will be Ku Klux Klan cases, white supremacy places, wow. cases in the Deep South. But those are the precedents. And it doesn't matter whether you're on the right side or the wrong side of justice. If you try to interfere with a jury deliberation, that denies the jury the opportunity to be fair and neutral and to operate under the rule of law instead of under the pressure of the crowd. Yeah. Now, there may have been a, a, a just verdict in this case. I believe there was a just verdict in this case. Don't get me wrong. But what happens if the mob decides to burn down cities and politicians decide to threaten if there's not a guilty verdict and the officer is innocent? Does that really matter? No, it doesn't matter to the left because the cops are bastards. You just heard that. And, and they're being called other things, too. And, and in the last couple of years, we've heard uh, uh, pigs in a blanket fry them like bacon. And, and we have been told that it is 1968 all over again or 1863, and it is not. But unfortunately, the mob is in control right now on what the mob wants, the mob will get, or they will burn the place down. Here is uh, uh, Grant Stitchfield talking with Representative Michael Waltz about the politiciz politicization of this verdict. This uh, incitement of the crowd uh, was just disgusting, frankly. Uh, it, it, number one. Number two, I found it quite richly ironic that she actually had police escort uh, going to uh, Minnesota. Uh, she had Capitol Police escort, but yet she's inciting the crowd to be more confrontational yeah. uh, with the very police. So, you know, as as elected officials, as leaders, uh, we should be tamping things down, toning things down, uh, and letting the and letting the justice system play out, which it has done. We may disagree with the verdict, but we were not all in the courtroom. We didn't hear every piece of evidence. Uh, and, you know, we, we can't be precluding or or really gearing the public uh, to getting the verdict that we want to meet a political agenda. And so I was just really, frankly, sad to see from many of our uh, many of our elected leaders, including the president of the United States. And by the way, this is you've, you've seen the cliche in Westerns, right? When the guy's locked up in the in the in the hooskow there, and uh, all of a sudden the the mob arrives and they got a rope and they they're gonna they're gonna take that person out of that jail and sheriff, you give them up right now, or we're gonna kill you and we're gonna take them, we're gonna hang them. That's that's what's happening. Now in this case, the the officer was guilty. I mean, genuinely guilty, but there is a degree as to whether the 
verdict was reached because of fear or because of justice. I believe, obviously, the justice portion of it was gigantic. But at the same time, you know, you know that those jurists and that judge knew what would happen if this man was acquitted and what would happen to the city and what could happen to their lives. Again, I think that Derek Chauvin was guilty. But at the same time, what happens the next time when a mob decides to burn a city and threaten people and politicians decide to shoot their mouths off and the president prays for a a verdict of his choice and the mayor says that the death is at the hands of... So, you know, I'm just I'm just raising some questions here, guys. Just raising some questions here. Here is uh, Grant Stitchfield talking to Representative Waltz about uh, his reaction to Joe Biden's comments after the verdicts. It was a murder in the full light of day, and it ripped the blinders off for the whole world to see the systemic racism the vice president just referred to. No, it didn't, because the United States is not systemically racist. That's a lie. And it's the worst thing you could say as the leader of the president of the United States of America. There was systemic racism that's a stain on our nation's soul. <clears throat> the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. The murder of George Floyd. Keep going, sir. You've got a political point to make here. It's a summer of protest. We hadn't seen since the civil rights era in the 60s. Protests that unified people of every race and generation. Except for those people who died, who were murdered, and then their businesses were burned down, and their livelihoods were absolutely ruined, and they were threatened, and the police officers that were injured and blinded and stuff like that. But other than that, everybody came together. In peace and with purpose. Yeah, peace and purpose. Nothing can ever bring their brother... My purpose is to get a piece of that right there. Their father. I'm going to smash out a window. I'm going to grab it. Back. All right. I, I don't even know where to start here, Congressman. <laughs> you, you've got the claims of systemic racism. I mean, yeah. he's stoking the flames here. And then he says the summer of riots unified America. If those riots did anything, they drove us further apart. Yeah. When it comes to race, your response to what you heard from Joe Biden there. Well, well, I think you're right, uh, and and I just want to say to the 99.99 percent of law enforcement out there, black, white, and brown, or any you know, race, religion, social, economic background, every morning, every night that you get up and put on that badge to stand between us and the criminals in society, I thank you and I support support you. Nothing wants to, no one wants to root out bad police officers more than good police officers. Now, you have to choose which side you want to be on. If you want to be on the side of anarchy, if you want to be on the side of defunding the police, which has resulted in the death of hundreds and perhaps thousands and burnings of cities and murder rates going through the ceiling and, and criminal activity going through the ceiling and carjackings and assaults and all that. If you want to go that way, then, then you, you go that way. That's the way you want to go. I'm not going that way. I'm choosing to support the police. I'm choosing to support my police department. I don't care what color the officers are. I'm choosing to support them. I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully maybe Friday afternoon take my local police department, a couple dozen bagels, and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. We support you. We love you. And we refuse to say that all cops are bastards like Black Lives Matter did last night in Minneapolis. So you have to choose what kind of country you want to live in.
If you want to live in a country that they're saying we got to turn over everything and we got to become Marxist and socialist and we've got to, you know, we got to avoid the real issues, the real societal ills that are causing the massive amounts of deaths in the country, or we say that America sucks, America's awful, blow it up. I choose to uh, to do the former, the former. Here is uh, Grant Stitchfield talking with uh, attorney Mark Garagos about what comes next. The interesting thing is there's still a trial scheduled for the three other officers in August. Oh, there is that. And a lot of what has happened surrounding this trial is going to inform what a judge, either this judge or another judge does in the trial for the other three officers. Because he's seen and has expressed his displeasure at a lot of the process. And look, I will confess most of my practice is suing at this point in my career uh law enforcement and police for usually wrongful death um actions but i spent 20 some odd years doing exclusively criminal defense be careful what you wish for this case while it may have been the right verdict of guilt for murder, Um, although I'll never understand the Minnesota system where you get clean, sweet murders and manslaughters. Uh, Every other jurisdiction has a different. But be careful what you wish for, because when when I'm sitting with somebody who's being charged, it's a loved one of yours, and a lot of bad law is being made during this process, a lot of people are going to say, "Where? how the heck did this happen? Okay. That's kind of the theme of the show, really. Be careful what you wish for. You know, be careful what you wish for. You wish that all the people on Lake of the Isles of Minneapolis, all the people who live on that lake, have their houses burned down. You wish that police would be shut down and the and the jail system, the incarceration system in America should be shut down. That's from uh, uh, Rashida Tlaib. Police should go away. We need to reinvent everything. We need to look at schools and health care and all of this stuff. And we need Whitey to move the hell out of town. Get out of here. Be careful what you wish for, because what you're doing when you're shooting your mouth off in your lather over whatever, before thinking, before going, I can do anything in this country regardless of my color, and I look to my past to show that George Washington Carver, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., Arthur Ashe, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Harriet Tubman, rather than just, <laughs> just be, honestly, you're insulting them. All the, and, and, and few people breathe the rare air those people did in times that were more difficult, much more difficult than they are right now. In times where there was institutional racism, and there isn't now. Finally, uh, Grant Stensfield with uh, attorney Mark Davis about uh, what happened yesterday. Well, if you're looking at the law of Minnesota, they got to the right verdict. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they broke it all down. They didn't need specific intent. They only needed the the general intent that he intend to do what he did, to lean on his back and in a manner that it turned out to be an assault. Uh, and they, they figured out a way through their laws that his efforts basically were unlawful. And as a result of that, and they brought in, what was it, Dr. Tobin and other doctors to talk about his breathing and to show how this was a direct, you know, his, his actions were directly manifested to Mr. Uh, Floyd's death. That's, that's kind of what Mark, happened. Mark, listen, you've got the autopsy. 
Mark, you, Mark Davis, you've got the autopsy that says it wasn't the knee on the neck that, that caused the death. You've got the enlarged heart. You've got the drugs. You've got a lot to get to reasonable doubt. And then you're saying he intentionally assaulted him. I guess if you consider a police move, assault, but that's a tall order, too. I mean, you don't think there's enough suspicion to be thrown up there that you take it away from second-degree murder and down to manslaughter, which everybody could probably agree with, Mark Davis? Well, one of the things is the jurors had the opportunity to pick whatever charge they wanted to. They decided that all of that was proved to them. I, I think you're right. They could have very easily have said, no, nah, I don't know if it's second degree murder. I don't know that it's, uh, you know, I don't even know if it's third degree murder. They may have picked the, the, the last charge, but they didn't. And they had the case presented to them. They had the jury instructions in front of them. They were given the options. And uh, ultimately, that's how our justice system well, works. Okay. And basically, uh, it's going to be years before we really know in the appeals process. And all I can do, and just a, a final note before I go today, is that be careful what you wish for. There's so much good being done in the country. There's so much good in the country. It is still the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. And, and you can join with the crowd that wants to destroy us. And you can join with the crowd that uh, wants to be socialistic. You can join with the crowd that wants us to be more like Venezuela. I mean, if you looked at the U.S. Olympic team versus the Chinese Olympic team, yeah, the Chinese Olympic team are all Chinese. We are one, we are a melting pot, and I refuse to say that we are somehow worse than it was in 1968 or 1863. I absolutely, wholeheartedly, 100 billion percent reject that and you know why because i've always lived in neighborhoods with with neighbors of different colors and creeds and it never bothered me and we broke bread together it didn't matter we didn't care we all stood for the national anthem and we wept when the planes flew over and we all came together on september the 12th of 2001 and we wept for the country and those who died and we came together, and many of them volunteered for military service and went off to die, regardless of their color, with their brothers in arms. And I refuse, I refuse to accept this new faux reality created by leftists. So what I would say, and I try not to be strident, but there's too much at stake here. Derek Chauvin's going to jail. Justice has been served. All right. I still question while all the burning and all the death and all the destruction had to happen, it's an awful, awful thing. I still question why politicians looked at this as an opportunity to forward uh, an agenda, uh, regardless of who it hurt. I, I, I don't want another generation of kids in the inner cities to be raised in this and and die before they should. I, I, I just don't. I want that to change. But unfortunately, I've been saying this for 30 years and I've seen essentially two two generations of kids go through it again. <laughs> and it's been going on for 50 or 60 years and it's terrible and it's tragic and it's awful. And can we just come together? The only way we're going to come together is if we defeat the ideology of the radical left. That's it. And we come together because they're driving us apart. So I'm going to go. I greatly appreciate you joining me today, guys. Um, the justice system appears to have worked. We 
don't have a president who wants to bring us together. We don't have a vice president who wants to bring us together. The Democrat Party wants to further break us up. But we have to decide whether we want to reject that and come together or go down that road. And I ain't going down that road. No siree. No siree. All right, it's time for me to go. Have a glorious day. Make sure to check out Newsmax, the Newsmax app on your phone. By the way, this show is being heard in 32 countries around the world. I know, kind of cool. Also, the podcast, this podcast, you can pick up on NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, and then you can see all the places it's being distributed and heard, okay? And then, of course, you can go to NewsmaxTV.com. Just read the listings of your favorite shows, including mine, which is called Rob Carson's. What in the world should be a lively episode this weekend? Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. I will see you, and you will see me tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.